Welcome to the WordPress Photography Podcast, the podcast for photographers who want to learn how to get the most out of WordPress to grow their photography business. You don't need to be a geek to understand WordPress. Settle back and listen as we show you how. Now, here's your host, Scott Wyden-Kivowitz. Welcome to episode 128. My name is Scott Wyden-Kivowitz, and today I've got an answer for a common question that I'm not sure why I haven't addressed on this podcast before. There is an issue that happens that happens whether you have a WordPress website or a website on Squarespace or Showit or Wix or Weebly or anywhere, including SmugMug, Zenfolio and Shootproof and Pixieset and you name it, they've got this issue. And we're going to talk about how to solve that desaturated thumbnail look now. So I got a question from an Imagely customer. The question was, how come the thumbnail images have less saturated colors than the original image that comes up when you click the thumbnail? And that's a great question. And there's basically two reasons why this might happen. Now, one of the reasons is universal, as I just mentioned. The other reason is more specific to WordPress than anything else. But there are, there are some cases in some content management solutions where this second option here will actually be a factor in this question. The first, the universal answer is this. If your images are not using the sRGB color profile before uploading, for example, if you edit your work in Lightroom, in Photoshop, in On One, in, in Luminar, in Affinity Photo, whatever you use. If you edit your work in ProPhoto RGB color profile, in Adobe RGB color profile, whatever, and you export it, export it or upload it to your website with those color profiles, then the colors will look quite different when you upload them. You see, it's because sRGB, the color profile sRGB, which has less colors in it than ProPhoto RGB and Adobe RGB or even a custom color profile, sRGB is required for anything on the web because that is what your display, your monitors actually will show. That's what it will use. Yes, there are new monitors that can actually display a wider range of colors, but mainly they're an sRGB color profile. So with that said, you need to make sure that before you export, you're actually exporting with it converted already. And sadly, when you go to do that, you might want to look at your photos of how they will look in sRGB. Now, if you're inside of Lightroom, there's actually an easy way for you to do this for your website. You've got your photos in a, let's say it's in a collection, okay? And this collection is all of your wedding photography. And it's all edited. We're going to use ProPhoto RGB just to keep it simple. You're doing all of your edits in ProPhoto RGB. And now it's time for you to make to export and to upload this to your website. So what you're gonna do is make a duplicate collection. 
So you're gonna make a new collection, let's call it Wedding for Upload, and you're going to actually make uh, virtual copies of all of those photos in that one collection. And you're gonna put all of those virtual copies in that new collection. Then you're gonna go in to edit each of those photos and change the color profile to sRGB for those virtual copies. Doing so means you're now gonna see the exact colors of what you will see when you upload the photos. There you go. Now it's of course important for you to color calibrate your monitors. I personally use the Color Monkey to do this, but there's a ton of options out there in a bunch of different price ranges for any budget level. But it's important for you to color calibrate your monitor because otherwise you won't get the most accurate color rendering of what you'll see on the web, on different devices if your monitors itself are not color calibrated. This is even more important for people like me who have a color deficiency or color blindness that they have to worry about too. Okay, so that is the first universal reason why your thumbnails might be desaturated compared to other images. The second reason would be if you're using image compression at all. WordPress itself does have image compression, which you can actually turn off by uploading and installing a plugin that disables the built-in WordPress compression. I recommend doing that. It's a very simple, lightweight plugin that uses one tiny script of code. And it's important to do this if you're gonna be using a third-party image compression plugin, okay? And the reason why you should do this is because the compression that WordPress is doing is not ideal for photography, okay? It's overly compressed a lot. Now, if you're using NextGen Gallery, which is a gallery plugin that we make at Imagely, then uh, NextGen Gallery actually offers image compression built in to the free plugin while resizing images for front end display. Now, this is important for proofing and this is important for e-commerce because we're backing up your original file and resizing your image for front end display. I've done podcast episodes on this. I've, we've got blog, blog articles on this and documentation on this, um, but this is very important because Imagely will give you the option to compress the thumbnail images and the resized images on upload. By res when it resizes it, it'll make a copy of the original, compress it, and you can have it at 100% or you could reduce it. If you reduce it, you're going to start seeing quality loss color loss, all right? Now, I'm going to link to a documentation in the show notes for this episode. I'm gonna to link to a documentation page all on this topic on resizing images, and you'll see that setting in NextGen Gallery. If you're gonna use a third-party plugin, which I'm gonna talk about next, then leave that in NextGen Gallery, leave it to 100%, so NextGen Gallery does not compress your images. Leave it to a third-party plugin who specializes in that feature. If you are using a third-party plugin, then it might be a matter of playing around with different compression settings. ShortPixel and Imageify are incredible plugins and both offer three levels of compression you can pick from. So play around with the different options, okay? We've got a full article, which again, I'll link to in the show notes for this episode, that is comparing all the top image compression plugins out there for WordPress. Now, I mentioned earlier that this might be something outside of WordPress as well. There are other content management solutions that are open source, things like Ghost. There are a lot of different solutions that offer 
plugins uh, that you can integrate with. I hope that helps you, right? I hope that helps you narrow down why your images might look different than you expected, okay? It's not always the fault <laughs> of a plugin. It's not always the fault of the software you're using. It's just a matter of really looking at and realizing, oh, I, maybe I should have gone with this option or or maybe I should think about what is best for web versus what's best for me to edit for my clients and for print, right? Because print is different than web. Very different, in fact. I might even say, in some cases, and I do this in, for my own work many times, is I'll actually edit in sRGB and actually print based on that. Because the only thing that will happen is in many cases, the print will come out more vibrant, not more saturated, but more vibrant uh, than it would if you sort of reverse that, right? It's not the end of the world if you edit your photos in sRGB and just work in that. It's not ideal for everybody. My clients have not complained. Most clients probably won't even tell a difference, to be perfectly honest. We as photographers, we see a difference. And it might bug us, but it won't bug your client. Think about that. Maybe do some tests of that as well before you consider doing that for clients. But there's a solution there for you too. So I hope that helps. If you find that you're having this issue and none of what I talked about is in play, if you're an Imagely customer, please just open a support ticket with our team to help troubleshoot it. Uh, otherwise, if you're not using an Imagely product, contact whoever is involved. If you're a Squarespace customer, contact Squarespace. If you're a PhotoShelter customer, contact PhotoShelter. Whatever it is, whoever you're paying for your service should be able to help troubleshoot why your images don't look like they do in Lightroom or Capture One or whatever you're using, right? So thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And uh, to check out the show notes and all the links that I mentioned, go to imagely.com slash podcast slash 128. And we'll see you in the next episode. You've been listening to the WordPress Photography Podcast. To listen to other episodes and to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and more, please visit imagely.com forward slash podcast.